were just here. I was not. Yeah, you were. You were on my lap five minutes ago. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Now you're going on Santa's list and you're getting nothing. Fuck you, Santa. Oh, welcome to Sopranos Sit Down. Wait, yeah, cut to black of Sopranos Sit Down. Oh, my goodness. We're getting into that Christmas spirit, that Christmas cheer here in Halloween season as we're watching Sopranos uh, Season 3, Episode 10, To Save Us All From Satan's Power. I am Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 36, I think, episodes of The Sopranos. Yeah. and uh, Or should I say The Soprano-ho-ho-hos, because indeed, we're getting into the Christmas spirit. I, I can't believe this wasn't on your list when we did top 10 favorite <laughs> Christmas specials, Jim, last year. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't, because I would have been doling out the spoilers to you, because <laughs> uh, there's no real way to get around it. Very true. Um, so it is It is very interesting. It is very much a Christmas episode. I mean, it goes throughout. They just had the Thanksgiving episode. I'm really getting the feel that time is progressing now more than in previous seasons. Like, we've had a few seasons and we were like, huh, has it been a year or two months? We can't tell. And now it's like, no, nah, it was Thanksgiving. Now it's Christmas. Keep up. Yes, yes. And this episode was written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burg- Burgess, names we've heard plenty of times and we'll hear again. And directed by Jack Bender, uh, another Sopranos mainstay. Uh, yeah, because I think even at the beginning of the season, it was like the start of football season, which was, you know, basically like September, end of August, beginning of September. Mm-hmm. So we have been kind of uh, flying through time uh, this season of the Sopranos. Uh, but we love a good holiday episode and a good chance to kind of uh, visit the ghosts of Christmas past, if you will. Because uh, this episode, it does seem like it's just kind of an excuse to remind you of all the people that are dead now. Because it's like, oh, yeah, there's that guy. He's dead. Oh, yeah, there's another dead guy. Oh, the good times back in 95. Isn't it mainly? I mean, who is it besides Big Pussy? They're all just guys to me. Well, no, I mean, they roll a Jackie Sr., of course. Uh, and then, oh, then yeah, they have that scene yeah. where uh, Jimmy the Rat just kind of walks in to remind you, like, oh, yeah, there's Jimmy. Like, I don't even think he really has a line. Uh, it's just they're at Satrielli's or whatever, and he just kind of walks by, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he is dead. <laughs> uh, you're right, and we do start with that, with uh, with Tony out on the boardwalk, the same place that he was in his dream um, when he saw the fish and all, uh, right? I think so. Yes, um, yep. Just connected up there. So he has this memory of, like you said, Jackie Sr. talking to Big like As if seeing Jackie Sr. is not enough, then like Big Pussy's there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a flashback already. Um, but from we, what we gather, Junior's been, he's been trying to be boss forever. It looks like he's always <laughs> thought he was next in line and he was never correct. Um, so apparently they had to arrange a sort of sit down. They sent Big Pussy down to deal with it and he did not get apprehended by the FBI as far as I can tell. Yes, yeah, and a few things to be said is that in his dream at the boardwalk, like at Ashbury Park, um, it is like snowy, wintry, and here we are, Christmas season, he's back. Uh, It's a pretty iconic shot when it's just Tony with his jacket and like his collar up, like just looking off into the ocean. They use that in so much Sopranos promo material, but it it is a great shot because we know he's just kind of... Thinking about his old friend there. He's out floating in the waves somewhere. Uh, good old big pussy. And, yeah, I like yeah. how we you know, we start to get the uh, story of what happened here. Because 
I mean, we do know that Junior loves Boca, so he was down in Boca with his chick at the time who he ended up having to put a pie in her face because she's got a big yep. fucking uh, blab-a-mouth cunt. You big blab-a-mouth cunt. His words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and sure. I like that he was – I think that there's a, the line where they say he, like, jacked one of Jackie's trucks. And it's very reminis- reminiscent of Christopher and what he was doing with um, – Junior's trucks and Junior didn't like it, but he's, you know, uh, he's jacking Jackie's trucks, Jackie, jacking, jacking, whatever. But uh, I like I like what we're we're picking up here with Junior. And yes, he's just kind of being uh, basically an old Christopher Moltisanti, I guess, back in 95. Uh, one thing about Sopranos and not just this episode, but particularly this episode, I guess since the show's so good, they get away with bad wigs because, I mean, Silvio, Silvio has a bad wig constantly obviously but now we got some wigs here because it's like what tony had that much hair in 95 to i mean i guess when did this when was season one well i guess season um, one was like 90 99 probably maybe late 98 it just seems like i mean i know they need to try to tell us that it it's the past but uh let's let's take it back a little bit in my opinion well, Jim, uh, not to just rub in the face of all our listeners how inattentive I am, but I'm really here like, wigs? Huh? What? <laughs> they got wigs on? Yeah, I guess he did have a bit more hair. Huh. So not only did I not notice the wigs, even the change in hair was uh, not apparent to me. Um, so sorry, everybody. But one guy's hair that we could never say enough about is Paulie. He shows up there in the present, and uh, Tony reveals that he's been thinking about Big Pussy, and... Uh, Polly Walnut says, don't even waste your breath on that cucksucker. I wish I could kill him again. Yeah, I do like, um, as we see through the episode, kind of everyone's dealing with it in a different way. And Polly, of course, is just kind of instantly like, fuck him. Like, he's dead. To- well, I mean, he's literally dead to me. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, it's almost like I. he's kind of given the the impression, like, I never liked him and never will. And then we see yeah. Silvio try to take, like, a different um stance on it but then of course he's haunted by his weird uh sopranos taking a, a an opportunity to have a weird dream sequence for silvio where yeah. the cheese is missing and then we see uh pussy in a giant <laughs> mouse trap eating the cheese because he's yeah. a rat yeah yeah there's so many layers in these dreams man uh we need to get dr melfi in there to analyze that for you silvio um so yeah i mean we also have a a to-do list that runs through the episode of tony waking up looking at it in an almost comical way of like transfer cannolis and i'm like those aren't really cannolis (laughs) i know they're not um and get the scooter and all these things christmas preparations just uh, just like he shows Melfi, like, oh, stressmas, more like stressmas, am I right? Yeah, I didn't like this interaction with Tony and Melfi because I don't know, like I've, I've mentioned this before, and I don't know if it's Lorraine Bracco that makes these choices or if the director tells her to do this, but I don't get what, like when the way she acts in this interaction, sometimes she does this where she's like a giggly... I mean, I guess she wasn't as much a giggly girl as she has been in other interactions, but uh, I call it stress miss. It just sounds so like, I don't know, surface cliche, like nothing conversation in a way. Like, it's like, all right, you're not adding anything and I don't get what's happening here. Uh, But anyways, I just didn't like it. Yeah, the only reason that uh, flew past me is I bet 
she hears the same shit from all her patients, so that's why she's got a little name for it, and she says that to sort of underline, yes, it happens to all of us, it's not just you going through stress. In this case, her patient is a murderer as well, Mm -hmm. so there's some extra layers there, but but basically, I guess that's what she's trying to do. I can totally see where you're coming from, though, because he does have basically a half attack there, and he comes in talking about it, but they don't really get to the bottom of it. Uh, Or is it in this scene that he mentions his previous co-worker was with the FBI. Yeah, it yes. was a friend of his yep. who worked for the federal government, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so he is uh, basically saying, you know, we had to kill my friend. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I guess it's... it's Because uh, I think later on in one of their uh, conversations, she kind of mentions, like, you know, all I can pick up is info from movies in the news. But even, like... Well, I guess it wouldn't have been on the news that Big Pussy's missing. But at the very least, you know, we've seen in the past that she's aware of his friend Big Pussy because he used to talk about him all the time. And I'm sure he doesn't talk about him anymore. So it, I, I think Melfi's smart enough to at least have an idea of some of the people missing in his life and, you know, the the more of the actual reasons behind it. Mm. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Uh, but much more importantly, we get into some uh, CCM, contemporary Christian music here, <laughs> yeah. uh, where his blood will wash away, cleans all stains <laughs> like Ajax. Because uh, Janice, this this sleepy pastor, I don't even know if he's a pastor or just part of the praying group. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's still around and he falls asleep as soon as Tony comes in, making me think it's almost like a... <laughs> Like, he just doesn't like Tony, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's genuine. So Janice is there, just sort of picks up his glass that he or can that he flipped over. And, of course, they had to go over because she wants to cook dinner in their shitty fucking kitchen, and her hand is still hurting. And wasn't her hand, like, hurting when we first met her and she was getting disability for that or something? Um, I forget if they specified what her disability was for. It may have been related to that or if it was just anxiety or depression. I'm not sure. Uh, But I do like how it plays out because when Tony starts to think it's real, I also think it's real. Like, because at first you're like, ah, Janice, whatever, shut up. Like, it's just an excuse for you not to clean. Uh, And I love how he's so annoyed. He's like, I'm not going to eat in this pigsty. Uh but yeah, I do. When Tony believes her, it works for me. And then I believe her. I'm like, oh, wait, this is a real thing. And I'm surprised. Like, for some reason, I was like, wait, I thought Tony already took care of that guy. Because uh, it was like so early in the season where all that like leg stuff went down and then she ended up in the hospital. But, uh, you know, here we are. It's Christmas and he hasn't done anything yet, but he'll rectify that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, like the way she says, it did bring her to Jesus, so it wasn't all bad uh, with this this whole sprain thing. Like you said, he adds it there to his to-do list. He was just sleeping on it, apparently. Um, <laughs> but that whole to-do list, it's mainly... I mean, this Christmas party, it is interesting because it's such a um, sort of weird kind of Goodfellas type thing that like in every year we had a Christmas party for all the kids and they don't really explain it it's just sort of they're doing the preparations for it and I'm just first I'm like oh they're really sprucing up the the Bing huh or Satrielli's I guess they're in uh but uh no yeah this is the first Christmas in history that Pussy's not around to to be Santa so well, you know get that brought up again and I like that we hear because we you know, we know they hang out at Satrielli's. We got a little bit more about it in the flashback when we found out that 
old man Satrielli was a degenerate gambler and like how Tony's dad's like, don't ever gamble, Anthony, because that's how Tony's dad got Satrielli's. And now we find out that old man Satrielli eventually did put a bullet in his head. And that was pretty yeah. much a big damper on Christmas that year. So uh, Tony's dad decided to put together this neighborhood thing, which I do appreciate that they have this thing for the neighborhood. And it's kind of like the old. Uh, it's it's kind of a thing you've heard before. I mean, in gangster movies, I don't know how true it is. I mean, I think they have said about Gotti, like John Gotti did stuff like this, and that's why his neighborhood wouldn't really like turn on him. I guess besides the fear of maybe being stomped or murdered, uh, but supposedly mm -hmm. he was very giving to his neighborhood, and that like gets people on your side, and that's kind of an element we're seeing here because. We do see later in the episode, there's like a line around the door because, you know, Tony's even handing out envelopes of money and they're giving uh, presents to the kids. So it's a very sweet holiday thing all coming out of the aftermath of old man Satrielli's suicide. <laughs> yes. And they're all they're all glancing at Tony at that point, like, hmm, we really need a Santa Claus. Who could be the best <laughs> Santa Claus, perhaps? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Tony tells him to fuck off and uh, instead goes off to the Russians, which uh, in a new location, new people. I don't think we've seen them around before. It was just there's just been, a, you know, whispers of him being connected to the Russians basically through his gumar, guma. Yep. But um it's uh, this is something else going on where they're wire transferring and big level stuff, shh, 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 like that guy in the bar uh, <laughs> restaurant says as they head back there. They're gonna transfer some money. I don't remember to where well, or why, but yeah. And it also, I mean, I guess it's kind of it. A lot of this stuff now that keeps coming up, it's always vaguely connected to the Esplanade because they're always mentioning that. Because Tony even has to bring it up to Polly earlier in the episode because Polly has an issue with Ralphie about money that he's owed, but then there's this big money from the Esplanade, and I think these Russians are vaguely connected, and it is something to do with basically washing the money. And we've learned a lot yeah. about washing the money from Breaking Bad, so now we can retroactively fill in the gaps here. Uh, but yeah, Tony's going to see the Russians, um, and uh, what I like here is between Tony putting Janice's Russian on the list... Um, earlier in the episode, him having his mini anxiety attack. Uh, but now it's at the point where once again, when Tony's like, no, this is for me. Like, uh, I need to handle this. He gets a little bit more pep in his step. He gets kind of a smile going. So once again, we see like, once he gets to do bad shit, he's feeling better. And, uh, it's kind of the best therapy. Sorry, Melfi. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Um, and yeah, they're they're transferring it to the Isle of Man. As we all know, it's a tax paradise. It's a bit beyond what they were doing in um, Breaking Bad with their uh, nail salons and <laughs> yeah. laser tag, I think. Although at the, by the end, they must have had more. But anyway, uh, he gets to cross off transferring the cannolis and the Russian all in one go. Um, like you mentioned, there's the weird dream sequence. But beyond that... I just want to get to the murder here, really. But I guess there's a couple of things in between. Oh, damn it. I'm like Tony. I just want to get to it. Yeah, um, well, because we get, yeah, Silvio at the Bing, and he's yelling about cheese, which is also a nice reference to, like, leave the motherfucking cheese at my feet or whatever when he's freaking out at the poker game. And he's like, I, I, yeah. I put fucking provolone in my socks <laughs> or your mother's cunt or whatever. Uh, oh, so yeah. it's, it's also kind of a nice little reference to that, but also, of course, cheese and a rat. And Big Pussy's a rat. But I do like that he's kind of haunted by it as well. 
Uh, he goes to see Tony. They have to have a dumb li- little reference where they're like, it's dark down here. There used to be a <laughs> lamp. Uh, yeah. uh, kind of rubbing our face in uh, the time we had to spend on that. That it <laughs> amounted to nothing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we start getting back into the flashbacks more. And, I mean... I was even thinking this, and Wikipedia points this out as well. 95 seems a bit early on the timeline to the way they talked about it in season two. Because yeah. in season two, Pussy's just like it's been about a year and a half or whatever. And that's even with him going missing for six months or whatever it was between season one and two. So it doesn't quite... They're retconning some stuff either because the writers are saying this is real or just Tony's paranoid and now he's you know, reimagining the past. But I mean, from the flashbacks, it's pretty clear that something's up with him. Um, and Tony realizes like, no, it couldn't have been Boca, but uh, he did miss the sit down. And that's very key. Like, why'd he miss it? And that's kind of where they're pinpointing it. Yeah. And I mean, later when he comes in wearing the Santa suit and immediately starts talking business, like the way the scene is played, it's very clear that he has a wire. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like you said, it could be him reimagining it as well. I mean, we've, we've seen him with his head in a rat trap this very episode. So it's not always reality when we start jumping into uh, other bits there. So um, uh, like you mentioned, we get the sit down and it's fun to see um, Junior there come in. And he had, like he's got his crew with him again, more dead guys. Uh, and he's going to sit down and, and do the, do the whole talk thing, but it's just, um, well, cause yeah, know. we even see Gigi who we, we lost not too long exactly. ago at least. So yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and, it, and it is interesting. I don't know to see him from like a bit younger, a bit different. And to see him say to Tony or Tony say to him, like, you think they let me hurt my own uncle? And like that actually carries weight. And then it went the other way and it didn't for a long time. And now it would again probably carry weight if he said that. Uh, and then they do the weirdest edit I've seen in the Sopranos. They do a, a Windows Movie Maker, like flip the flip the image edit, you know, when they do a time skip in the... Did you not notice? I don't know if I noticed this. Right after the sit-down there, they cut to, like, after the sit-down when, uh, yeah, when, <laughs> when he's coming in. And they, like, shrink up the screen vertically, or no, yeah, vertically, and then flip it out again. So it's a pretty weird edit to show that time has passed. Is it like a weird wipe that they do? or Yes. Oh, yes. shoot. I don't, think I, I don't think I noticed it. And this is when they're... Remember. This is when they have the flashback to when Pussy missed the sit-down and then shows up and has, like, oh, you know... My guma had uh, yes. like lost nerve damage, or I don't know. He had some lame story. Yeah, but at least he got laid. It is 18 minutes in, if anyone wants to check out what I'm talking about. I was just a bit like, huh, what? <laughs> like, because they probably couldn't figure out a way to... Like, they're, they're cutting inside the flashback, but they want to make clear it's another scene, but they don't want to go out of the flashback. But, of course, it was a bit strange, at least for me. Yeah, I want to kind of take a quick peek. I want to take a quick peek while yeah. we're in the moment. Uh, yeah. I apologize, podcasters. But yeah, you said it's about... 18 eight, minutes yeah, and five seconds in. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, there's Junior. There's Gigi. Mm-hmm. There's another old man. There's Jackie Sr. And... I did think like there's that other old man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, they. it is basically like... What you do on your vacation, like yes. when your uncle's like, hey, I edited our vacation video, and he's got all these wipes in there. Yeah, they do a flip. That's bizarre. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really think it was like what I said that they like fuck. We need to cut to another scene, but we want to make it clear it's not in it's, the future, and yeah. they're still in Satrielli's, the one set we're in all the time in this episode. Let's do this, and no one said no. <laughs> yeah, it's a time cut, but still within the flashback. We're not back in present day yet, so do the old flipperoo, or it's like we could either do the flip. Uh, or we could do a star, star wipe. wipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to remember, this was before people had access to Windows Movie Maker, so it wasn't like oversaturated yet. So Very I don't true. think it would have seemed as weird. It was like, ooh, cinematic magic. Um, yeah. Then I think after that, we get um, <clears throat> we're at Vesuvio's, and what Polly, someone's like, who's that piece of ass over there? And it's Charmaine. Yep. She's uh she's got herself looking good now that she's divorcing that loser Artie Bucco. Uh and yep. it, it's a pretty funny scene because I mean, she's got the cleavage out and everything and they're staring at her and Polly's making comments and then she fucks with Tony by being like I think there's a FBI over there and they're all kind of looking over and then she just laughs in his face. Uh, and so it is kind of like, all right, this is the new Charmaine. She doesn't give a fuck no more. I mean, we see that, uh, a little bit later on as well. And then I think even Silvio's like, uh, Artie, you need to check your wife or whatever, you know, jokes about since when is uh jokes about the FBI funny? Like, you know, it's not funny for them because that's very real. Yes, very true. And they get to have a fun interaction as well when uh, she goes into the kitchen and Artie's there and they get to talk about like, well, something's got to keep the customers coming back and it's not your food lately. Because <laughs> uh, I can I can believe that as well. His raviolis are probably going downhill because he is. So yeah. it would be in line. Yep. And then we have, uh, oh, we get the setup here because Tony knows the Russian is like a limo driver. So we see... Uh, you, you never you never realize or you never think about it until you see it in action that when you're like a mobster, you're kind of like a good performer and you're good at improv because we got Tony and Furio playing drunk characters to a T and they're definitely like yes and in each other and they're like, all right, we're going to really get into this character here and we're going to trick this guy so he can we can be his uh, um, we, he can be our driver. Um, and I just, I, I like that. It's like, all right, here's a little different side to them. And then we, you know, we don't come back to it We're you know, we're going to find out later what happens because then it's back to Tony, uh, and Carmela in the bedroom. Um, and I think, uh, this is where I think, uh, I forget if Carmela brings it up. Carmela brings it up. I think first about yeah. how Charmaine looks good. But and when yeah, Tony she says like she looks good, right? And Tony's yeah. like, yeah. And then later she's like, you said she looked good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, she she traps him for sure. Uh, uh, because it is. I do like how that plays out because we do know the the past of how she told Carmela that she slept with Tony one summer when they were on a break or something or other. Uh, so that's kind of stewing in her mind because. You know, as we see throughout the episode, Tony's always just coming in the middle of the night or staying out all night. So who knows where the fuck he is and what he's been up to. Uh, he, of course, has to play it off. And he hasn't been doing anything in this episode because, as we hear, Gloria is in Morocco. But yeah. it doesn't mean he hasn't been fucking around behind her back uh, other times. So, 
Yeah, but he this time he's got that spring in his step just because he got to do some fun improv. Yes. Uh, and like you mentioned, like it's like improv, except instead of the end goal being you're on an NBC sitcom, the end goal is you shove a guy under some Christmas decorations. Uh, and, you know, he was alive and all, so it was kind of a fun prank. Like, I could see that happening to... Um, to some college uh, like mascot or something, they did break some of his bones, as far as I understood. So, yeah. so that is a bit rough, but uh, you know, still fun Christmas prank. So, no wonder he's got a spring in his step. It's not all about sex, Carmilla. Yeah, exactly. They just beat the shit out of a guy and then pinned him under a Santa sleigh, like to add insult yeah. to injury. Uh, yeah. And I love that he cuts there. The, the 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 gang is hanging out at Satrielli's again in the scene after this. Um, and I think this is where they kind of decide Bobby's going to be Santa. But what I love, what it's happening is that they're all like, they're going through and like replacing the bulbs in the Christmas lights. I just love yeah. that all they're doing, they're just bullshitting like they usually are, but they're just going through Christmas decor. Uh, and it's just such a funny detail to me that that's, because I think even in the flashback, it cuts to them, they're like doing the same shit. And it's like, all right, just yeah. these like hard nosed criminals. You know, making sure all these lights work and changing the bulbs and, you know, getting their Christmas cheer on. Well, as we know, most of mob life is downtime. So you've <laughs> got to find things to occupy yourself. Like, it's like when you're at war, it's not fighting all the time. It's a lot of hanging out. And then you got to go shove someone under a sleigh. Absolutely. Um, so in this case, uh, we also get some great lines because they're talking about dr seuss ripped off like the original uh concept of the elves and then of course christopher the movie buff he gets to be like the grinch man that's where the real money is put jim carrey in that motherfucker yeah. i had to like look up uh the release date and i'm like oh it all lines up yeah and he was like a couple of hundred mils and i was like did he just predict the grinch but no it was after the grinch that's, so that that's the same thing i thought and especially with flashbacks and stuff I'm like wait was this a flashback did he predict <laughs> it uh but yeah put jim carrey in the motherfucker i do love when they talk about real things and have like the mob um version of it because i mean like the survivor talk where furio's like uh give me the money motherfucker like where they find the survivor winner and take his money and now you know getting into some of the christmas cheer and dr seuss and uh the movie style uh and then i and bobby is uh sh- cursed with shyness so he doesn't want to be Santa, and then Paul has to be like, the boss of his family said you're going to be fucking Santa, so you're going to be Santa. Yeah, and so this next scene is where we find out about the Russian who's trapped under there because uh, Janice sees it on the TV, and at first it's a bit tricky to read her reaction, but like now she wants to put her brother in the song, so I think she's positive on it, right? Yes, yeah, I love the the way she plays it because at first it's like, Oh no, she's a new Janice. She's a religious now. So yeah. she's kind of aghast at what happened. But I like that the uh, it was already kind of spelled out earlier when we find out she's going for the the music angle and just it was kind of another scheme and now it's like fully uh laid out for us that yeah, she's she I I like how touched she is. I think she's she's really touched and she's she's like loves her brother so much and yeah, she's she she doesn't know the specifics, but we need the brother angle in this song because it's so important now. 
couple of great details. Aaron, the sleepy guy, yeah. when we see him sleeping, he's holding the knife. He's, his hand is on the knife because he fell asleep cutting the onions. So he's just there with his hand on the knife. And, of course, a great line when he wakes up and she's like, we got the brother concept. We got to put that in the song. And he's like, he ain't heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's really pulling his weight. And, um, I'm, shoot, I'm not sure. We may have already passed the, um, the scene. But one other thing I did want to point out is because when we're flashing back uh, and, you know, where Big Pussy's like uh, Santa and he probably has a wire. I mean, I think that scene might be coming up, but we do. And the way he's talking about business, there is a scene where we see Raymond, uh, Raymond Curto. He's that old guy with glasses. And we found out that he we found out last season that he's an informant as well, because when he oh. comes in and they're talking about Big Pussy, he starts doing that shit too, because he says something like, "That's one ride I would have liked to have been on," or something like that. Uh, almost yeah. like he's trying to open up the conversation, because he's a little piece of shit rat, stupid Raven. Yeah. <laughs> it's just full of rats. Yeah. This place. Um, so yeah, we have a scene as well with Meadow coming home. Um, let's see what happens in this scene. Oh yeah, Jackie. Had to go to a friend of his in the hospital. Uh, I think that's the crux of this scene, basically. And, oh, she's so in love. Oh, it's so beautiful. I think that's about it for that scene. Yeah, I really like the scene, though, just because I love Christmas. And, I mean, the Sopranos obviously have a lavish tree and, like, there's tons of presents. And it's really, it's lit really well. It looks like such a perfect, like, picturesque. You said it's lit? Oh, yeah. It's lit. lit, It's lit AF. Uh, They have a picturesque, like, Christmas scene. And I... I like that Carmela's just kind of hanging out, like listening to Christmas music, kind of enjoying the moment. Um, and then, yeah, Meadow has to come in with her Jackie Jr. bullshit. Um, but either way, like when I saw this scene, I was like, I want to get a bigger tree this year. Oh, that's a fucking giant yeah. tree. I want a big tree too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Um, so next scene, we get Tony showing up to uh, New Vesuvio again. New Vesuvio. And uh, maybe for the last time, because uh, they're not given a warm welcome. He does get to show off his 50K uh, bracelet. Is it? I guess it's one to match the earrings, right? It's got to be. Like- I think so, yeah. And also, I, I don't know if this kind of answers that question we had, because remember what they wanted to do? Carmelo wanted him to donate 50000 to the school. Although, I yeah. guess, to be fair, it's... I. Tony could very easily have just stole that bracelet. I don't know if he necessarily did pay fifty grand for it, but yeah, it does yeah. kind of show that at the very least, fifty grand kinda isn't no ain't no thing. Uh, but yeah, he's like, yeah, I want to see fifty G's, and then he goes to check his coat, and uh, Charmaine starts giving him uh, what for. Yeah, basically saying what she said from, like, episode one, that we don't want your kind in here. And he kind of takes that, like, well, then fuck you. Uh, Let's go check out the competition, in this case being another strip club. And they're having a whale of a time. And so is Jackie Jr. finally getting his comeuppance. Oh, no, it's just a bachelor party. Yeah, Yeah. good luck talking your way out of this one, you little shit. Yeah, he's such an idiot. Jackie Jr., He's and in a way, it makes him such a tragic character. Even though, I like, th- I mean, well, that's what I was gonna say. Even though there's no way, like, no one would ever have sympathy for him. But I'm only having sympathy for him because he's such a, he's such an idiot. Uh, but it is nice that things are finally really amping up because you know we've talked about it a lot this season of how Tony is always like Jackie, you got to stay in school, you got to do good. But he did give him the warning 
that now that you're with my daughter, no, it's for real. Um, mm -hmm. And so now he takes him in the bathroom and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I guess he, he would be a tragic character if Tony did like anything unreasonable in this scene. Um, I guess I feel like the other yeah. the other tragic like the other thing that makes him tragic characters more external things because I mean his he lost his dad to cancer and then he lost yeah. his uncle to Janice uh, <laughs> and now he has Ralphie as his you know stepdad essentially so uh, he, he kind of like he didn't have a chance really yeah and that gun did him a lot of good right oh, he's, yeah. I'm sure he's glad he got that gun just so Tony could take it off him and knee him in the balls real good Good, good riddance. Or is it riddance? Because he just won't go away. It's like the whole start of the season all over again. I just keep talking about Jackie forever. And then now it's like, oh, we're done with Jackie, I think. And he just weasels his way back in there by the end of the episode, of course. Well, and I like that Tony tells him, he's like, you bottomed out. And it's, I mean, I kind of get what he's saying, but I don't really know because I'm, I'm like Jackie because Jackie's like, what? And then he just <laughs> kicks him again and he goes, you bottomed. He just says it again. You bottomed <laughs> out. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fought him out, though. You got to give it to him. Um, yeah, so uh, next scene, Tony's at home. Like, you know, he's either coming in late, late at night, or he's getting up in his dressing gown in the middle of the day. Yeah. And uh, Carmilla's there mm, cooking and so on, and she says, uh, well, she's slamming the pots and pans. Uh, he's not too happy about that, but she insinuates at this point, well, you put about you and Charmaine, clearly uh, you're doing something. And he's like, we're not. And she's like, in high school? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's such a, I mean, it's, it's like Carmela's wrong, at least with the specifics, but she's right in how she's yeah. a, uh, reacting to him. So that's why it's like, I kind of feel for Tony a little bit because it's like, you know, what are you talking about high school? But also we know he's fucking around on her and has been forever. Um, and yeah, it's got to be just so annoying because as we do know, it is stressmas, as Melfi likes to call it. It is a stressful yeah. time. And, uh, you know, Carmela's dealing with a lot of shit. And then you got dumb Tony just kind of rolling out of bed in the middle of the day. Uh, and he has had a, you know, pep in his step because he got to beat up a Russian and he got to beat, beat up Jackie Jr. So, of course, yeah. he's got high, uh, you know, he's got high feelings now. Yes, and he's trying to figure out what to do about Jackie because next scene in therapy, he's, he's laying it out for Melfi, like, what am I supposed to do? I, if, like, and I mean, he's so right because he can't, he realizes if he says to Meadow, look, Jackie Jr., he's a piece of shit, like, that's the same thing he did with the last guy she was seeing, and that didn't go well. So, uh, in a way, it's like, oh, you should like do something to make sure he's not around anymore, but like, you already need him in the balls. Like, what else is he supposed to do? Yes, but what happens in this scene? What happens in this scene? I cheered. I was so excited. I actually don't remember the specifics on why it happened because I was so excited that it happened. But go ahead and tell me what happened. Well, let me just find exactly what happened because I was also like, I was I was even thinking it uh, wasn't even that extreme. But you know what? That's what we love about it. That's how it's always been. It's never been that extreme. Uh, but yeah, he, she basically just brings up the friend in the federal government, yeah. doesn't even get to finish her sentence because what does Tony do? He walks out. Yes, he, he storms out, I would say. Storms out. Finally, we can add one to the counter because, I mean, I don't think there there's no deaths. in. The, yeah, he doesn't kill the Russian. The Russian's still alive. I mean, we see dead people, but we've already counted their deaths. So let's put one up yep. on the counter for a walkout and... 
Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. It's it. worth it. It's been like 10 episodes. Uh, yes, so everyone keeping track on the podcast, we're now at 11 walkouts uh, or stormouts, uh, walkouts. Same thing. And, um, same thing, and we're at 27 deaths, so they're a bit ahead, but, uh, you know, keep it up, Tony, we'll get there. Stress must comes around but once a year, but uh, let's, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Um, yes, he storms out, that ends the scene. Yes, and then I think we go to uh, Satrielli's where there's a line of people, and uh, they're getting Bobby in his Santa gear. Uh, and, yeah, this is where they kind of flash back, and Tony's like, you know, 95 when he the Santa costume on, he's wearing a wire, and then we do see Pussy kind of come in drunk. Uh, he gets, he starts talking business. He gets upset when Polly goes to like pat him on the chest, um, and yeah, looking at things in a whole new light. But then they also get to see how good he is at Santa. He's good with the kids. Uh, he, you know, because he's a bullshit artist, and I think Tony has some comment like that. Like I do miss like his fake bullshit or his fake happiness or whatever the or whatever way he yeah, phrases it yeah of course and he completely overreacts when like uh he's trying to lead tony into giving some sort of confession and then i think christopher's there so i guess christopher has been around for years uh but they put a they put like a a hat on him yeah. and put him in a weird sweater just to make sure, oh, this ain't the made guy, Chris, we know. Yeah. And he just starts talking about bullshit. So um, so Pussy throws something that breaks the jukebox. Yeah, he throws like a uh, bottle of booze at him and yeah, it goes into the ju- uh, the jukebox. And they're like, oh, yeah, what's the matter with you? Yeah, and it's Christmas. Come on. And then they come in, they do the whole thing and he's great at it. And I think, yeah, we cut to the clip from the beginning uh, where Bobby's less great at it. Uh, he's like, huh, who, who needs a present? What? No, fuck you, kid. Um, so it kind of goes so-so. Yes. He's shy. Shyness is a curse. Yeah, although it's just he doesn't seem like he's that shy. He just seems bad at it because, yeah, he ha- like, if you were shy, you're not, you're not going to call a kid out for, you know, uh, double dipping on the Santa presents. Uh, but I that's love kind the- of what's that's what's funny about it as well because he's just being mean. <laughs> but when he when Tony comes up, he's like, "What are you doing? You've got kids," and he's like, "Shyness is a curse." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think uh, I like because yeah, there's the "fuck you, Santa," and then Silvio makes him apologize, and then Bobby, you know, reluctantly gives him a present, like he's still annoyed. Um, and then I think we see like Silvio, Polly, and Tony. Um, yeah. And then uh, Polly gets into the well, and I think this is when they ask him about going to see the, um, the what's it called the, the, the medium, yeah, the psychic, yeah. And yeah. he tells them, you know, that was a different situation, but it, but basically, I just like that Polly sums it up in the end. Fuck Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how he arrived at that, but um, it's like he at least admits here that he loves that cocksucker like a brother, and that's why he would kill him again if he had to. That's the difference. That's why he keeps coming up and when the others don't. Um, But like Polly Walnut says, the world doesn't run on love uh, and fuck Santa. But Silvio, you know, Silvio's always like the good angel on Tony's shoulder and Polly's like the devil. And Silvio's there like, yeah, but you gotta admit he made a great Santa Claus. And like you said, Polly's there like, fuck Santa Claus. (laughs) Just like the little kid. Yeah, it's to the point that 
you know, um, not that we ever really got to see it. Like we didn't get to see like Big Pussy and Polly like palling around too much. But I, I at the very least, if even if they're retconning, I believe it. It's almost like it's such a betrayal and such a big deal to Polly that Pussy's even tainted Santa Claus to him. Uh, <laughs> where like he hates Pussy so much that by extension he hates Santa Claus because Pussy was Santa every year. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I think we cut to the Soprano family opening gifts. AJ's very excited, but pulls out another sweater, and he's annoyed by that. Uh, Jackie yep. Jr. shows up, gives Meadow a gift. I- initially, when I watched this scene, I was thinking that Jackie was being somewhat, like, vindictive here. Like, although he was just kind of looking at Tony for, uh, like, some sort of, you know, positive reaction i guess but but at first i was like is he kind of being like yeah i'm with your daughter motherfucker like yeah but but then i i guess that's almost like above and beyond what jackie jr can do like it's it's almost too malicious but i thought he kind of understood that he had this weird underhanded uh you know one up on tony here but i guess he's just looking at him for some sort of forgiveness or something yeah it's it is interesting i i definitely felt that as well and i while i don't think that's like that's obviously not it completely because he's not in a position of power here. But there's an aspect of that with him coming there early on Christmas. Even when he then comes and apologizes to Tony, this is a way of saying, I think, that he knows Tony's not going to say shit about it because he doesn't want to taint like the view of him to Meadow. Yeah. So he thinks maybe that's enough for me to sort of come clean and get my act together. And and maybe he was like, bottomed out. That means he thinks I can get up yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. He had a real long think about it and then arrived at something. Because he's there and he, he does admit finally that he flunked out of the school. Uh, he says he's going to design men's suits. So again, we know he flunked out. I think that was a long time ago and that the studying he's doing is for the suit school uh i'm not a hundred percent but yeah uh, potentially um and in a weird way even though he doesn't deserve it and he shouldn't give it to him i almost wanted tony to be like attaboy like go design those suits but i know it wouldn't even have mattered because everything jackie jr says is bullshit so even though like i do believe that he does want to do that i feel like even if he was given a chance and he starts to go to school he's going to be like it's so hard like tone t you know i should be out there in the streets or whatever like that's my passion like i get it you know he's a young kid it's hard to figure out what you want to be i do believe that he wants to design suits but i think he's a lazy piece of shit where once work came into it he wouldn't want to do it anymore no, that's very true. And he does say Meadow thinks I should go to the Fashion Institute. He's clearly not there yet, which makes me wonder, what was that fucking essay no. for? Was he <laughs> yeah. Was he still at Rutgers? If someone has a clear view on this, we've gotten lost in the w- w- weeds on this one. Please send us an email at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com and lay out to us the timeline of Jackie Jr.'s studies because he was at Rutgers. Did he just stop doing the biology thing? Like, I'm, I'm honestly lost on this. What was the essay for? Uh, just send us just send us an email, please. Dude, honestly, I think they just fucked up and they wanted the idea. They wanted us to show that Jackie Jr. W- would even like stoop so low to have Meadow do a paper for him. Um, yeah. Forgetting that he's not even <laughs> in school. Um, but then it just adds this other level of like, 
Is he lying to her that he's in school to the point that he has her do a paper that he doesn't need done? <laughs> um, and they just wanted to have the Ed. They wanted Edgar Allan Poe to be mentioned somewhere in the episode because it's the telltale Mutzadel. Um, even though, like, I'm trying to remember what the other reference to uh, the telltale Mutzadel was in that episode. I mean, I guess there was the Mutzadel that they had at Vesuvio's and it was just it was about like, the pizza you know oh or, and the pizza yes yeah that's yeah. right yeah the extra extra cheese extra whatever this custom job um <laughs> but yeah it's really bizarre like I know it's such a nothing detail but yeah I want to get to the bottom of this and like oh my god writers you fucked up just because you wanted to mention Edgar Allan Poe but you also in a weird way made Jackie Jr. even more of a piece of shit how could you how is that even possible i i will say they did they did do the same thing with pussy in this very episode saying like no it was 95 remember and they've clearly told us before a different timeline so it's possible they completely fucked it up it's also possible that you and me jim missed something very simple to spot uh so if either case just uh send us an email once again that's shows what you know show at gmail.com yes yeah and then he does, uh, Jackie does go talk to Tony in the kitchen um, and tries, yeah, like we talk about, he's talking about school and all that. Uh, Tony basically tells him, you know, I haven't decided what to do with you yet, uh, which I guess in a way, I mean, it's not like he's going to do anything else. So he is in a way kind of accepting it, He, but I mean, Jackie's not going to see that he has a chance here, uh, mm-hmm. at least from what we know about the character. Um, and then he leaves and then we finally, you know, Carmilla gets her bracelet and Tony gets his gift from Meadow. Now, did you pick up where this was going here or? Uh, I don't think I did actually, but when I, when it happened, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Cause it's been just long enough. Like they hammered that home pretty hard in that episode, but it's been a little bit. So it's just really great to see his face and like, you know, when he's, has to put on a smile and but then you can see how it's like almost giving him a panic attack right there but he's like oh it shouldn't because it's just a dumb fish but i don't know and and they tie it in really well with just the boardwalk at the beginning where we saw the fish and all that stuff so uh i liked it the only thing that's i i guess it was like this but everyone thinks it's hilarious everyone's like oh my god that's <laughs> yeah, so funny and i'm not great. sure that was the case in 2001 but uh but yeah I mean, you know, AJ would think it's great like that. That rings true. But yeah, Carmela's maybe laughing a little too hard. Um, And because, you know, throughout this episode, it was almost like at this point, like right before he gets the gift, I was kind of thinking like, you know, okay, what did we get from this? I mean, I guess we got to see a lot of dead people again. We got some flashbacks, but it's not like it was this new enlightenment as far as details, because we even talked about this when we talked about the season two finale. It doesn't really matter when he did it. Uh, you yeah. know, we talked about that deleted scene. We didn't need the de- we don't need to see a scene of Big Pussy being interrogated. It doesn't matter. It's just about the the you know what it means to Tony. But it it I feel like this end scene works so well. Where I mean, once he opens it, it is kind of like oh, of course. But it works so well, and I just love, yeah, the way he plays it in his reaction, because especially, like, him and Meadow have been on the outs for most of the season, and it is kind of a big deal to him that she got him a present, because he even says, like, I didn't think you'd get me anything, and she's like, well, it's, it's Christmas, you know, she's he's still her father, 
Um, and yeah, it's this fucking big mouth bass. And I don't know. I lo- it, it feels like it almost shouldn't work, but I love it. I love the moment and that, you know, take me to the river, drop me in the water. It's just mwah, mwah, Italian love for it. And another thing, like, that shouldn't really work, they just cross-fade to the ocean. <laughs> like, yes. On yeah. the fish, they just fade over to the ocean, like, huh, remember? Yeah. Uh, but it actually does work, uh, so I'm not complaining. It's pretty good. It's um, It feels like, uh, again, kind of disconnected from what's going on in the season, obviously apart from the Jackie Jr. stuff. That's very central to the plot. But then, like, going back into, oh, remember Big Pussy? It's almost like... I don't know. I do. I do. There's. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it's interesting that they choose to go this way because it does hammer home the truth of what they're saying in the episode that it wasn't just some schlub. Like it's still a big deal. We got the actor back and everything, and we can see how it's still affecting not just Tony but also Silvio and uh, Polly Walnuts as well. Yep. Um, so, so it's an interesting choice, even though. If I'm guessing, I haven't seen the rest of the season. I don't think it has that much of an impact on their decisions for the rest of the season. The only thing I could imagine would be when he inevitably has to kill Ralphie if this is going to affect his judgment. But it's like, they were never friends, so yeah. like it doesn't matter. I'm not sure how it, like this bringing this up again plays into his ongoing psychological state. I mean, he almost did have the panic attack. There's that. There's always the up and down of how he's feeling and, and everything like that. But uh, I'm, I don't think it has a place in the larger arc, except that it totally does as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Can you hear me? Yes, oh, okay, it cut sorry. out a little. It started fucking up there, yeah, right. but I can hear you now. Okay. Well, yeah, well, all I was going to say, too, yeah, it definitely feels like something that should have been earlier in the season, um, but I get, I understand it's almost better that they wanted it to kind of play into Christmas uh, mm-hmm. and all that surrounding it, plus dealing with it – would, it would have been a bit too much as they're dealing with Livia and that death, but then to also throw in – big pussy i mean i guess they could have but it, it it's weird yeah it's a thing that almost shouldn't work but it works and i think playing around with the timing and, and letting it kind of tie in with the holiday uh and the santa stuff uh it ends up being a really good decision I agree. So I like this episode, and I like Jackie getting some comeuppance, even though I'm sure he'll just slither along like the little <laughs> weird uh, leather jacket-wearing snake that he is. Um, we'll find out uh, moving forward next time. Um, what was your opinion on this episode? Again, I've already mentioned, but there is an email address, showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. We're coming up on the end of the season, so I promise not to peek. If you want to send your thoughts on the end of the season, send them along, or overall thoughts, and we'll include them in the end of the season discussion that we'll have also send in what you think we should view in between seasons because we haven't quite nailed it down yet Uh, we always watch a movie or something similar there between seasons so you can leave that there or in a review on itunes if you have to pick one of them why not leave a review on itunes because that one really helps us out five stars preferably you can write a little text there just tell us what we're doing right and wrong we'd really appreciate it Absolutely, and you can find us discussing other television shows. Are there other shows in The Sopranos? Uh, what? Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. But if yeah, go to showswhatyouknow.com, and I think there's only one thing left to be said. Check out our favorite Christmas specials on yeah. uh, the Christmas special episode on showswhatyouknow.com. Yes. Also, cut to black. <laughs> <laughs>